0: Hey, BU community, I have some really exciting news. I was approached with an idea and I said, yes, you know, we talk about if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no, this was a hell yes. So I'm really proud to tell you that I'm now a part of Supercast. So Supercast is a way for you to get more access to me, more access to a deeper dive into the content we are sharing and discussing together on this amazing BU podcast, and also content that you will never ever hear in BU. So if you want to hear me talk about divorce, either what it's like to go through a divorce, what people think about and the stories they tell themselves in a marriage about divorce, where that comes from, what it feels like to actually choose divorce Because I know a lot of women are afraid to talk to other women about that, you know, because I'm someone who did make the decision to divorce. What if you don't want a divorce and your partner approaches you and says that this is what is going to happen? What does that look like? We're going to talk about divorce in there. Blending families, you know, dating after divorce, especially in your 40s. Holy shit. Blending families isn't just bringing on children who you will wrap your heart around, but it's also the extended family. And all that comes with that. And then the other thing that you're going to hear through Supercast that we won't talk about in BU is a deep dive into something that a lot of you have been asking me to talk about, and that is sales and marketing. I have a very strong background in sales. I started a business with no business experience as a broke nurse working three jobs and through a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Painful lessons and growth. I grew that business from zero revenue to a multi-million dollar business. And that was over the course of 12 and a half years through a supercast. I am going to teach you how I did that, how to sell anything without feeling salesy or coming across salesy, right? How to sell like a boss without feeling weird or looking like a weirdo. I'm your girl. I've got that dialed in. What happens when you're sick of the hustle and grind in business, but you still want to grow and make more money? That's what we'll talk about. So if you head over to the show notes, you will find a link to Supercast. Click on that. I will have a little bit of an intro there. And if you like what you hear, you can subscribe. There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman, and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multimillion-dollar business. Ten years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be, and the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy, and in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, everybody, so all of us are very, very aware that lessons keep coming to us over and over again, right? We keep returning to the same classroom until we get it. Things will show up in our lives and keep repeating and repeating and repeating until we get the message. I know all of us are very aware that lessons, messages we are meant to receive will come very subtly, like in a little tickle, a little whisper, and then it will turn to something a little bit more obvious, and then it could become a little bit more obvious and maybe even painful. It could turn into like a slap across the face, a brick, being hit by a (laughs) 747. So that's not new to anyone listening. Yet, many of us, I'm raising my hand here, keep experiencing that, and then we go, oh, shit, I forgot. Oh, shit, I forgot. Oh, shit, I forgot. And just know that it doesn't mean you're not growing. When you do that, you know, you picture, let's just say it's the process of starting a business or getting in shape. As long as you're moving forward, even if you take 10 steps back, you're still making progress, right? You're going up, down, sideways, loopy, 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 loop, and then forward a little. In either way, when you picture this visual, picture that diagonal line going up, even if it's full of twists and turns and pitfalls, you're still making progress. I'm going to use myself as an example and do a little bit of story time here. So a theme and a story and an ongoing behavior that many women can relate to all too well, unfortunately, that is very familiar to me is abandoning ourselves. You know, choosing everyone, everything, everyone else's life, everyone else's passions, everyone else's desires, wishes, and opinions over our own, truly, putting ourselves not even on the back burner. It's like we're not even in the kitchen and we're wondering why we're miserable. And misery doesn't look like I'm actually miserable. Misery looks like, why do I feel anxious? Why do I feel this way? Why am I feeling stuck? Why am I questioning this and that? Why am I feeling ungrounded and like I'm floating around? Well, what I have found, and today's story is going to highlight that, is that The way that we show up in these, what I call fear stories, you know, the stuff that comes from our childhood that we haven't transmuted, processed, let go of, come to a greater and more spiritual understanding of because we're living through the fear of it rather than the lens of love, it shows up in big, obvious ways like, oh my gosh, I stayed in that marriage way too long. I stayed in that job way too long. I stayed in that relationship, that friendship way too long. I allowed that person to take advantage of me. I allowed myself to have no voice. It can also show up in little tiny ways, like little subtle ways where we say, oh my gosh, it's just a compilation of this. It's just the compound effect of experiences like today over and over and over that are creating a life like that. Wow. So even when we think we've got the lesson, it's just like Drinking water, you can't say, oh, I get that I need to be hydrated, and then you never have to drink water again. Oh, I get that it, it's good for me to bathe, and then you never have to bathe again. I realized that I should probably nourish my body, and then you never have to eat again. That's how growth is. Even when you get it, it becomes easier, but you still have to keep doing it over and over and over and over and over again, and it never ends. It's a journey. It's not an event. So today, I had an experience where it was so obvious to me that, Whatever word you want to use, and I'm not saying that to be politically correct, I'm saying that because we have so many listeners from all over the world, and I want you to insert whatever word feels right to you—God, Spirit, Divine, Love, Wisdom, Isness, Holy Spirit, Universe, whatever it is—when you know that that greater force is not just tapping you on the shoulder, it's a little experience— But it pokes so hard at you that you're like, oh boy, my life is going in this direction because I keep forgetting to pay attention to these little pokes. And they're just going to get harder and they're going to get more obvious. The past couple of days, I did what I am not proud of and I'm not excited to tell you, but I keep telling you I'm not here to get my hair done. I'm not here to be an influencer. I'm not here to look good. I'm not here to be just a big coach and tell you what to do. I'm a student along with all of you. I'm not proud of this, but I keep forgetting to choose myself. And I don't say that to be a martyr, and I don't say that to sound like a nice person. It, doesn't, it does not come from a healthy place. It comes from wounding. But I get better, and then I go back. And then I get better, and then I go back. I go to what's familiar. And what's familiar to me is to say I don't matter. Not consciously say that, but to show up in my actions as if I come last. And then suffer the consequences. And then complain about the consequences, whatever those are. And so today, it was a perfect opportunity. It's like God was looking down. The angels were all around me saying, I wonder what she's going to do. We've got a great opportunity here for Jill to truly show us that she's gotten the message. She's mastered the lesson. But nope, I failed. (laughs) I got a big fat F. And then even after I figured it out and redid my paper and turned it back in, just as it was being handed and I pulled it back and changed my answer again and got another F. And now I'm here to tell you about it. So the past couple of days, I put others ahead of myself. Now, it's interesting because my mom was having some symptoms of something serious, a TIA, and she ended up not having a stroke, but I should have put her first in that moment. It actually felt good. It felt right to me. I actually was like, thank you, God. It's amazing that I have the kind of life that I actually can choose this. I can take everything that I think needs to be done. I'm behind on my homework at Elementum. I'm behind on recording podcasts. I haven't gotten groceries. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. And that's okay. I'm going to live in the now. And right when I chose that, my husband sent me this great text message. Actually, I'm going to read it to you right now. So this is a quotation that he must have seen online somewhere. And his response to me saying, oh, I have so much I want to do and need to do, and I've been putting myself last, and it's finally my day. I'm going to go spend the whole day catching up on everything and focusing on me and choosing me, and then this happened with my mom. Here's what he sent me. Imagine life as a game in which you're juggling some five balls in the air. You name them work, family, health, friends, and spirit. And you're keeping all of these balls in the air at once. You'll soon understand that work is a rubber ball. If you drop it, it'll bounce back. But the other four balls, family, health, friends, and spirit, are made of glass. If you drop one of these, they will be irrevocably scuffed, marked, nicked, damaged, or even shattered. They will never be the same. So when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's such a great reminder. I'm going to choose To be here with my mom, everything else is fine because family is one of those balls that if it drops, it will be broken or damaged in some way. I'm also going to add that the one of the balls that needs to be up in the air is you. I don't even have a ball that says Jill. So I'm going to add to that quotation to say, hold on, sister, whoever wrote that, one of the balls in the air all the time has to be ourselves. It said health there, but I'm going to just say you in general. So, yes, I'm glad I made that decision. So I did all that, spent the whole day with her, and got everything taken care of. I was already sort of signed up to watch my cute little grandson who lives with us. He's 18 months old, little Rocco, and was excited to help my daughter out and to be with him. Selfishly, I love spending time with him. And because I'm not his caretaker, it feels good to sign up for a time slot. So I had him for a few hours, and— I decided, you know, tomorrow, which is today, the day I'm recording this, tomorrow's going to be the day that I'm, I'm really choosing me, like nobody but me. And part of choosing me is catching up on these things that aren't pressuring me. I want to do them. I'm ready to check those boxes off my list. I'm ready to catch up on my elementum, which I love so much, the coaching course I'm in. I'm excited to catch up on emails, grab myself some lunch, and just really be with me. I signed up for a blowout. That's one way I'm I'm loving myself is treating myself to either weekly or every other week I go in and get my hair blown out or styled in some way. And I did something different today. I asked her to put some braids in my hair. May not be a big deal to a lot of people, but I love getting uncomfortable doing something different because I really believe that that causes us to up-level. It shifts our vibration like, ooh, this is different. I've never done this before. What part of me wanted that? That's cool. So a part of me wanted braids and I was afraid to do it. Oh, I'm almost 50. I shouldn't do it. And I said, no, I'm doing it. So I got braids. My hair looks so cute. And I was on my way home from the salon going to the location to record the podcast and do all the things I wanted to do. And it started pouring down rain. Well, I didn't want to ruin my hair and I didn't have an umbrella. So I turned around. And I'm like, I'm going to go home, grab an umbrella, and then go to my location for those other things. And as I was driving home, I came upon a train. And I don't know about you, but I never get stressed out when it comes to things like that. I'm really good at choosing to just be and say, it came along for a reason. Maybe this is God or the universe telling me to slow down. Maybe I'm supposed to pause. Maybe I'm supposed to pray. Maybe I'm supposed to breathe. I never stress out when it comes to things like that. After about 17 minutes, I was like, okay, this is enough. <laughs> Screw being enlightened. I want to get the hell home and get my umbrella. So I finally decided to turn around. Before I turned around, I sent a message. Oh, this is a part I forgot to tell you. So I sent a message to my daughter so my 22-year-old daughter, we brought her home when she became pregnant a year and a half ago, or she delivered a year and a half ago. But when she became pregnant, we invited her to come home and live with us and and raise the baby for a couple of years with her. And we're so glad we made that choice. Last year, she was diagnosed with lupus and has had a lot of health issues. So I'm so glad she's been home with us. And I sent her a message and said, hey, can you grab me an umbrella? And she said, yes. And mom, I'm I'm like, I'm having a flare. I'm so sick. And I paused and I thought, okay, I can just let her muscle through this because she's a big girl. She can figure it out. She's not asking for help. Or I can derail my plans. I have the whole damn day. Why wouldn't I go help her? She deserves it. And so I stopped and I thought, I'm going to first reach out and see if anyone else can help. No one else was available. A couple people were, but they just weren't willing to help. And that's okay. Do you hear the passive aggressive tone in that? (laughs) So I said to her, I'll come home and help with him so that you can rest, and I'll help until it's time for him to lay down for a nap. I told my husband, and he sent a text and said, "Mm, mm, mm, mm. I really think you should choose yourself. I know she's hurting, but she didn't ask for the help, Jill. I said, I know, but she doesn't like to ask for help. And he said, I know, but I just have a feeling you need to put yourself first. You've been giving and giving, and it's time to just go do what you want to do and what you need to do. And I said, nope, sorry. I'm going to go home and do this, and then I will take care of myself. Now, again, there are times when that's appropriate. The day before with my mom, that was appropriate. Today, I didn't follow my intuition. What happens when you don't follow your intuition? Nothing good. A lesson, I guess that's good. But pain is on the way when you don't listen to your intuition. In fact, say that to yourself right now. I will always listen to and honor my intuition. So, I turned around, got on the highway. By the time I got home, it was forty-five minutes later, because of the train episode. And I could tell she didn't feel well at all. I was actually happy to take the baby, and he was excited to have me home. And so he wanted to go outside, and it was raining. And I thought, what a great experience for him to get out and experience the rain. And for me, I thought this would be a great way to let go, to just be in the now, experience nature, and get out there. But my hair. I just got my hair done. I went into the closet and I went to grab an umbrella. Couldn't find one. My husband wasn't answering. None of the umbrellas were where they go because why would they be where they belong? Why would anyone put anything back where it goes? So do any of you have teenagers, young adults in your house? What the hell? So couldn't find an umbrella. So the only jacket I could find was one of my husband's. But it didn't look like his jacket. I was like, whose jacket is this? It turns out, I think it was some kid left it at my house because it was actually a little bit tight. And I needed a hood because of my hair. I put the hood on and I zipped it up and it didn't feel good. How many times have you taken on a relationship, a job, a project at work, something you told someone you would do, and it just felt constrictive, but you did it anyway? Yeah, I get you, I see you, I am you. Because the jacket didn't feel good. It was tight. And I had my hair done. I have these cute little braids going back and the rest of my hair is down. And so I have a bunch of bobby pins. And the hood was actually causing the bobby pins to dig into my head. Why didn't I just take the damn jacket off? Why don't we just choose easy? Why didn't I just put the child down and tell my daughter, hey, I know he's fussing and crying, but I need you to grab him. Remember, she didn't ask for my help anyway. But I didn't want to put him down because he was crying and he was fussy and he wanted Mimi. Held him on one hip, found the jacket, put it on, zipped it up, felt like shit, did it anyway. Then I had her grab him some clothes. I got him all dressed, got him in his little jacket, put his hood up, and we went outside in the rain. And now that experience was beautiful. It was wonderful. I was actually super grateful. I'm like, thank you, God. And I don't know if you do this, guys, but it's really good for your health. It's really good for your spirit to pause and just be in gratitude. Not just say gratitude, but be it. And I truly, I can even feel it right now. I can feel the energy in my hands as I'm standing here. I said, thank you so much. This is so wonderful. I'm in the rain. I'm outdoors with my beautiful grandson. I have such an amazing life. Thank you so much, God. I'm so grateful for this experience that I get to do this. How many grandparents don't get to do this? And it was wonderful, and he's such a doll. I wish I could show you right now pictures of him. He was splashing in the puddles, and I'd, just, I'd pause the stroller and say, which way do you want to go? We live out in the country on 29 acres. I was like, do you want to go down this path or this path? And he'd go, that, 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 and that means that way. And so we'd go that way, and I'd let his spirit guide him. All of this is great, and you might think, okay, this sounds like a pretty good story. Is she going to get to the bad part, or what's happening? Well, It's coming. Nothing bad, but the painful lesson is coming. Why? Because I didn't honor my intuition, and I didn't choose myself. My daughter wasn't asking for my help. My guilt was driving me. My old patterning of putting everybody ahead of myself was calling the shots. I wasn't even in the passenger seat. I was in the freaking trunk. And there I went. So we're on this beautiful walk, and he wanted to go, that, 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 in the woods. So we went into the woods. I thought, oh, this would be great. It will be a little bit of shelter because every damn time I move my head, those bobby pins are poking in my head and my hair's pulling. And this is driving me crazy. But I'm doing it anyway, just like we do. Women are so good at that. I'm smiling and enjoying and being grateful. And we're going along. And picture me. I've got white jeans on. And I've got these little adorable yellow shoes And they aren't waterproof, but it's okay if they get wet and dirty because I can just throw them in the washer. They look like little flats, little pointed flats, not something you'd normally go on a walk in, in the rain, on the grass, in the country, in the woods. But that's what I had on my feet. And why would I have taken time to put boots on that were right at my fingertips as I walked into the garage? Because I like to choose hard complicated, and painful. So we're going through the woods, and I again said, thank you. This is so beautiful. I hugged a tree. I used to make fun of tree huggers, and now I am one. And I said to to Rocco, let's hug a tree. And he smiled. He knew what I was doing. He couldn't reach, but I hugged the tree, and I said, thank you, Mother Earth. Thank you, tree. And I held his hand and Yes, I'm crunchy. We felt the energy of the tree and Mother Earth coming through me to Him. It was this amazing moment. And then we kept moving forward. And then it happened. I got swarmed by mosquitoes. And I don't mean like a little pack of mosquitoes. I mean like an entire zip code of mosquitoes. I mean, they were buzzing around me, in me, in my hood, biting my face, on my hands, all over my feet. Why were they so attracted to me? I looked, not even phasing little Rocco. And I thought, oh, shit. It's all the hairspray. It's the product that she put in my hair that smelled so good, like three different products. And they were loving it. I could not get them. You guys, I wish you could just picture this with me. Picture a swarm, okay? I'm literally going, like spitting them away. It was awful. I'm like, ow, ow. I'm screaming and he's laughing. Like, what the hell is my Mimi doing? And I'm like bumping, bumping, bumping through the woods. And I'm like, oh God, get me out of here, get me out of here. Oh, I finally made it through the swarm of mosquitoes. Now, a few were hitting me here and there, but we made it through the swarm. And I had the decision move forward, not knowing the outcome, or go back from where you started, knowing you're going to walk right through those mosquitoes again. And I'm like, I'm not going through those mosquitoes again. I choose uncertainty. Thank you very much. And now that's not a bad choice because uncertainty is wonderful. I love calculated risks. My husband taught me that term. I love it, calculated risks. I love jumping without a net. Love it. Well, I wasn't willing to go through the mosquitoes again, so we moved forward. We got to the end of the woods, the opening. I can see the sunshine. I can see the light. I can see the field. We're almost out, Rocco. We're almost there, buddy. Here we go. And we get there and it's nothing but mud. I don't mean like it's just a little meddy. I mean like it's been raining for hours. So it's thick, thick, gooey, gunky mud. Remember what I was wearing on my feet? <laughs> so I move forward and we have to go down a hill and then we have to take a sharp turn. So we go down the hill slowly. And as we're going down the hill, my shoe gets stuck in the mud. I stop. I hold the stroller with my left hand. I reach back with my right leg extended, and I put that shoe back on my foot. And I say, okay, I'm not going back through the mosquitoes. Push forward. Push forward. This is our lives, right? Picture your life. So I went down the hill. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. I'm out of that. And I turn the corner, and I see that the next, like, 30 feet is nothing but mud. And I mean thick mud. And I'm like, oh. So I'm walking and every other step, my shoes come off. Now, I could have just taken the shoes off and walked in the mud, but I was afraid of leeches and I didn't want, I didn't know what I was going to step on and we're in the country. And so I just kept putting my shoes back on, putting my shoes back on. But at this point, I am sweating. I'm in this tight coat that's too small for me with the hood up and I'm sweating. So then I unzip the coat and then the zipper sticks. You know, when you go to zip, Then it's like backwards. So if you try to unzip, the bottom of the coat is opening up rather than staying closed. Yeah, that happened. So it got stuck. I took a deep breath and I said, okay, I get it. I freaking get it. I get it. I understand. I should have just gone to the apartment and done what I wanted to do for myself. She didn't ask for the help. I didn't need to sign up for this lesson, but I did it anyway. I get it. So I kept walking and the mud was worse. I had to use every ounce of strength because the stroller then got stuck, stuck deep in the mud. I've got about 10 more feet to go uphill to get to our yard. There's a pond to the left of me, woods to the right, and a muddy path up a hill to the grass where I need to go. At this point, I'm completely drenched. My white jeans are stuck to my legs dirty, muddy, full of mosquito bites. Rocco's just enjoying life, having no idea what's happening. And I muster every amount of strength I have. And I get that damn stroller, pushed through the mud somehow. And I'm grunting and I'm grunting. And I'm like, ah! And I push it and I get to the hill. And as I go up that hill, I swear to you, this came out of me. This is when you know things just channel through you and you don't know where they came from. Have you ever said something you're like, where did that come from? Okay, it came from your wisest part of yourself, your highest self. (laughs) That's the real you. What came out of me, and this is going to sound a little cheesy or corny or whatever. Again, I don't care. I said out loud several times, I'm bigger than this and I choose me. I am bigger than this and I choose me. I am bigger than this and I choose me. I am bigger than this and I choose me. And I got to the grass, and I was like, what the F? Why was I saying that? That's weird. I don't know why it came out of me, but yet I do. My highest self was saying, Jill, this is the damn lesson. You are bigger than this damn behavior. You're bigger than the obstacles. You're bigger than the mud that you're creating yourself. You're bigger than the stuckness that you are choosing. You are bigger than the swarm of mosquitoes. Stop the freaking madness. Choose to love and take care and honor yourself. And when you do that, you're honoring God. So many people will say, oh, that's so selfish. It's all about self. It needs to be about God. You can think that, and you can say that on your podcast. That's not what I believe. I used to be programmed to believe that, but I don't believe that anymore I believe that if I'm choosing to love and honor myself, not in the way of everything I want, I get, and I get it now. That's not what I'm saying. But when I chose to honor everybody but myself, God was like, you want to see what this looks like? Listen, bitch, (laughs) this is your life. And I'm showing you in physical form what your damn life looks like. You can keep going through the damn mud and keep going through the Mosquitoes, and you can keep doing this as long as you want. I can play this game all day long, but you are going to be the one exhausted, and you're going to be the one at the end of your life that says, What was I thinking? I finally got up that hill and I was sweating. We got back up to the house, got inside, we peeled our clothes off. I grabbed a towel, wrapped it around myself. Rocco was happy in his diaper. We had a great little time together. I gave him a little gluten-free cookie. And here's the interesting thing. My daughter came home. She was not so sick that she couldn't take her friend to run an errand. Now, this is not criticism of her because she didn't ask for my help. She never told me to come home. But I had it in my head that she needed me. I felt sorry for her. My guilt took over. All of the shit that I've been trying to work around confronted me, and I had the choice to go left or right, and I went left. I said, where were you? Oh, I had to run my friend. I'm like, oh, I thought you were really sick. And she's like, well, I felt awful when I talked to you, and I told you I feel like I'm having a flare, but I'm not so miserable I couldn't get in the car. And I was like, oh. Meanwhile, I didn't get in the car, and I didn't go where I wanted to go and where I needed to go. And after what I had just gone through, and she had no idea, side note, when I tried to take the coat off, just imagine, trying to unzip a coat that is stuck halfway. That was about 10 minutes of hearing him screaming, and I was sweating and swearing, trying to get that thing off of me. But she said, why are you going to tell? No reason. Just felt like taking my clothes off. <laughs> it was just fascinating. So where are you doing this? Where in your life are you putting every single person ahead of yourself? Where are you choosing difficult and choosing complicated and choosing painful and choosing hard? Where are you looking at the lessons and signing up to keep repeating the same class over and over and over again? We don't want to live a life of regret. I don't regret what happened today. I'm actually glad it happened. I will never forget walking up that hill exhausted and sweating, my feet full of mud and my shoes coming on and off with every step and saying, I'm bigger than this and I choose me. I'm bigger than this and I choose me. I am bigger than this and I choose me. me. I'm not going to forget that. I am bigger than this and I do choose me. When are you going to choose you? When are you going to honor that voice inside of you, beckoning, for you to choose love, to choose happiness and joy and peace and freedom and excitement and desire. The good news is that it will always be there no matter how late you decide to find it. But what if we decided to find it right now? So I hope this experience of mine somehow awakened you, inspired you, made you laugh, blessed you in some way. Cheers to the mud cheers to the mosquitoes cheers to the sweaty moments